Folks, a quick message from our sponsors, Know Before. So what's a con game? It's a fraud that works by getting the victim to misplace their confidence in the con artist. In the world of cybersecurity, we call confidence tricks social engineering. And as our sponsors, Know Before, will tell you, human error is how most organizations are compromised. What are some of the ways organizations are victimized by social engineering? We'll find out here in just a minute. Now, our sponsors' questions about forms of social engineering come in this form. Know Before will tell you that there's human contact, there can be con games. It's important to build the kind of security culture in which your employees are enabled to make smart security decisions. To do that, they need a new school security awareness training. See how security culture stacks up against Know Before's free phishing test. Get it now at knowbefore.com forward slash phishing test. That's knowbefore.com forward slash fishing test. Now, no before wants to thank you for listening to the show and I want to thank them for sponsoring it. They are the provider of the world's largest security awareness and simulated fishing platform. Be sure to take advantage of their free fishing test, which you can find at knowbefore.com forward slash fishing test. Think no before for your security training. From the cyber hub bunker and studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast Tech Corner. And now, join me in welcoming your host and CISO, James Azar. Hello, boys and girls. Happy Black Friday. I hope you guys are all stuffed up with turkeys. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. I hope your crazy uncle and aunts who came over and started talking about political stuff that you could care less about did not bore you to death. I hope the Detroit Lions lost because it's only tradition if the Detroit Lions lose. All right. Another episode of Veteran November. Before we get started, folks, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and please, please turn on the notification bell if you're watching us on YouTube and subscribe. That definitely helps us. Also, if you're listening on our on your favorite podcast listening platform, subscribe and give us a review. By giving us a review, you help boost us, which exposes our content to more people organically, which we would greatly appreciate as well. Joining me today is a man I absolutely love, Tyler Smith. Welcome to the show from the great state of Ohio. Thank you. Thanks for having me, James. Um, I, I, I'm so excited to have you on the show. You have an amazing story. I've said this. I've done, you know, we're recording this at the tail end of something, but I've recorded an overall 32 episodes in total for 26 days. So you're part of a double feature today, like the NFL on Thanksgiving. You know, you got three games. I, I did two podcasts on Thursday. There's two podcasts on Black Friday, folks. Enjoy it. You're part of a double feature, Tyler. So let's talk a little bit about how, what branch of the military you were in, and 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 what'd you do? Um, so I was in the Marine Corps, and uh, I was a grunt. So uh, about as far away from being an IT professional as you can get. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that was. That was all I did. I mean, not, not much to really describe about it. Uh, lots of sweating, lots of carrying heavy stuff and stinking. So, 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 um, how long were you in the service for? I just did, I uh, did one enlistment, one four year okay. enlistment. So, and deployments? Uh, deployed several times. Um, uh, three, three main deployments. So, okay. Um, so um, let's talk a little bit about how you ended up in cyber. 
So t- tell me about your journey from the moment you you left the service and how did you know because you were a grunt in, in in the service, right? Which means that you had no your idea of operating a computer was don't get it shot up. Um, so you know now you're in cybersecurity. Let's let's kind of ease our audience into your your journey and kind of what you went through from transitioning out after your service because you had a really rough deployment. Right. I mean, you left after four years because of your rough deployment, correct? Yeah, I was um, actually med boarded out. So I I wanted to make it a career and uh, wasn't really planning on on leaving so soon. Uh, And, um, you know, I hurt I hurt my back really badly. Uh, It was what it basically came down to. And uh you know, that cut my career way shorter than I was expecting. So all of a sudden I found myself having to figure out what to do now. And uh, so let's talk about that. What was that like? Um, I know a lot of people and I can tell you that since I've started airing these episodes, I speak to a lot of veterans who were, you know, given a medical discharge who wanted to be in for the 20 years, wanted to be in for the 22 year, make a career out of it, retire, you know, and 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 serve our nation honorably. Um, um, and they all had challenges leaving. What, what were some of yours? I mean, because obviously this is cut short. You're not like a lot of the other, some of the other stories we've heard where people are like, yeah, I knew I was leaving 18 months ahead of time. I started planning ahead. Six months out, I started, you know, applying. You, you had no idea, right? This kind of happened pretty quick. Yeah, it was pretty fast. And uh, um, I think it was less than th- about three months from start to finish. So uh, and it was one of those things where I tried to keep with it and try to keep going and, and I just, I just couldn't do it anymore. And, uh, um, a couple of, couple of weeks after that, the decision came down a couple of weeks after that I got sent home and then I was kind of like on a terminal leave of sorts. And then that was it for me. I got my DD two fourteen. I was done. And, uh, it was, uh, it was a shock. I mean, you know, like, um, it sucked. I, I remember sitting there and the, they made me go through tamps and like the whole checkout process and everything like that before I left. And, um, the, uh, <laughs> the, it, it was, it was, uh, run by a civilian group and they're standing up there on stage and they're like going through and they're like, and what was your MOS? And, you know, somebody rattles off some number I don't even, I've never even heard of before. And they're like, oh, one something or other. And like, oh, well, you'd be great for this job in the civilian world. And, and then I happen to be sitting up front uh, um, because I was dumb enough to get there 15 minutes prior. Unlike everybody else, it just kind of snuck in and sat in the back. And <laughs> she looks at me and goes, what about you? And I'm like, I was an 03. And she's like, oh. <laughs> and, and I'm like sitting there and I'm like waiting for her because she's gone through like eight other dudes. And she's been like, you can do this. You can do this. You can do this. You can do this. You got options. She gets to me and she's like, oh. Uh, well, um, there really is an equivalent, isn't an equivalent to what you did uh, in the military. <laughs> out in the civilian world and, and and um and i was like geez that's uh that's pretty disheartening uh so that's discouraging so what are you saying i'm like yeah mcdonald's like, burger king is that my future 
<laughs> they didn't even they didn't even want to comment. Like they were like, well, you know, there's maybe always law lawful house. You know, maybe <laughs> janitorial services. Uh, I hear you guys can keep things clean, um, but it, it was, uh, you know, it, it was a shock to the system. And then, you know, when I got out, things were still not. Things were still not great with the VA, so uh, I I remember I was still in that like terminal leave like for like a month and some change, and I was having issues with my back, and so I'm like, shit, I need help, and I don't have any money to pay for a doctor's appointment, and so I go to the VA. Somebody was like, just go to the VA, and I get there, and they're like, oh yeah, we can't help you. You're you're still on active duty. So you got to go all the way to Wright-Patterson in order to get seen there. And all I can think of, as soon as they told me I had to go to Wright-Patterson, I was just like, man, they're going to like call my command. And, you know, I just don't want to, I just don't want to mess with it. So fortunately there was a guy that just happened to be standing there who was with a veteran service organization. And he grabbed me by the arm and pulled me into his office and he was like we're gonna get your paperwork done now so when you're out you don't have to mess with it and that made a huge difference for me um down the road um you know i got all my stuff in line submitted so when i got out i got uh my um disability rating from the va which you know was a godsend i mean like i would have been really lost without that like really really lost and you know i i went through some tough times you know like nothing that i did would i at all categorize as being like heroic like i didn't do any heroic stuff but i still struggled with you know a lot of my friends they continued on. They ended up in, in places that, that were dangerous. A lot of them didn't come home. And I struggled with that pretty hard. And, uh, you know, that was that was tough. That was tough to deal with. It still is. Yeah, I, th- I think the medical discharge when you're, when you're medvaced out and then you're taken down the medical discharge path, um, you don't get that brotherhood um because they go on and you know they get deployed and things happen and you're not there and that rides your conscience right i mean yeah. I, I i've i've read about that i've heard about it um you know i was showing you this before we recorded but um what i think a book every veteran should own is this one portraits of courage by uh president george w mhm he tells the story of every veteran in here that's been injured and he paints he, he he paints them he's actually painted them and you know George W Bush for for all of his stuff he's he's pretty talented at, at doing portraits um and and he not only does portraits but he tells you the story of every veteran and a lot of them when you read it if you haven't read the book and if if you read it you, you hear him say yeah our our unit got attacked i was taken out our unit went back in, was attacked again, and we had, you know, we lost three guys were KIAs, and and you know, two got wounded, you know, and 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 I wasn't there, and maybe I could have helped, maybe I could have saved some of these guys, and that's that's something that that's constantly um, in people's minds, and it's um, it's not easy. So 
Yeah, I, I understand that. So talk a little bit about how you ended up in, in cyber. What was what you go through as you kind of went through all these different emotions? And how long did it take you from the moment <laughs> you left until the moment you were like, okay, I'm going to go do this cybersecurity thing? It was uh, probably about six six or seven years. Wow. Uh, um, and, you know, I mean, there's a lot in that process. I mean, I would say if you're listening to this and you're struggling in any way, go get help from the VA. Uh, you know, they've got programs. They they can help you, uh, but you, you got to go and, and ask for help. Um, uh, it, it was, my life kind of fell apart. Uh, I was actually homeless for a little while and I couch surfed it big time, uh, for like four months I went backpacking. (laughs) So I didn't have to, I just kind of walked away from everything and, uh, um, I had to piece things back together and, uh, it was actually somebody that I was working with at uh i i ended up kind of getting stuff back together i got a job at apple and then i became an apple genius man that's and... a big title that's a very big title <laughs> I don't know. you diss the geniuses man it's there it's... are millennials and gen zers right now that think a genius is an actual genius and not a guy who plugs something into a computer and gets results yes They're like, that is... please heal my mac my the genius your mac has been healed yes proceed with your simple life <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 i uh and that was that was an experience and that was kind of where i got a uh, a foundation in the the technology side of things was you know 15 minutes at a time per per each appointment fixing everything that the general population could throw at me uh and possibly do on their own yeah oh oh yeah there was a lot of stuff where it was like sure sure i can help you reset your password sure uh (laughs) or have you tried plugging it in and charging it it works better that way (laughs) you want to tell me i have to charge this thing but it's an apple Shouldn't it yeah. work like, you know, you, yeah, I, 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 well, I did. I, I plugged it into the wall for five minutes. Shouldn't that be good enough? Like, hmm. dude, I remember my first job when I came out was at Verizon and I was in <laughs> retail and people would come in with their phones and be like, yeah, my phone isn't working. And I'm like, have you charged it? It won't turn on. I was like, have you juiced it? <laughs> yeah. I was on the charger all night. And then you plug it in the charger and it turns on and you're like, you probably have a bad charger. Yep. Not a bad phone. Yep. Did you have this experience where people would come in and try and hand you the phone immediately and, and you're like not taking it from them because you've learned this one and you're like, you're like, yeah, I dropped it and they're trying to give it to you and you, you don't take it because you know everybody that tries to hand it to you immediately where they dropped it. Yeah. In um, the toilet. In the toilet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so I had a rule that if your phone dropped in the toilet, I'm not touching it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Now we, we had a, 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 a thing of rice, and we just tell them dump it in the rice. <laughs> oh man! We had like a huge yeah. jar with like dried <laughs> rice on it, and we just tell them like put it in the rice, like, like just leave it in the rice today. Yeah, yeah. 
it's uh it's 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 insane all right let's get back to how you got into cyber so six seven years started at apple mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. And, and 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 you were a genius which is great because you are and so let's let's go from there tyler what happened next so uh one of the guys i was working with he was he was a part-time uh, uh employee at, at the store i worked at and he came up to me and he was like hey man you want to come work with me at my other job i you know i worked for a healthcare system insecurity and i had been going to ohio state and studying security and intelligence what what school uh, is that again the ohio state university good i don't want helen to to to, to message me and go like <laughs> he said ohio state we, we're not ohio state we're the ohio state university sorry helen don't don't <laughs> <laughs> but uh uh yeah so um I kind of had an interest in that, uh, but I didn't really know much about it. So I started just cramming, and and the more I studied, you know, uh, the more I liked it, and got the job working with him. And everything I could get my hands on there, I went after. So ended up becoming a certified forensic examiner. Um, learned everything I could about firewalls and, and managed DLP uh, for the enterprise. Um, helped out with SIM management um, and just just drank it in. And I mean, it was it's one of those things where you find yourself in a state where you can just do it all day. It feels effortless. Like uh, it was like getting paid to have fun. And, you know, and, and, and I think the thing that really did it for me is I knew that I was making a difference. And yeah. up to that point, all the other jobs that I had, you know, it, I was just, you know, I wasn't really having that kind of an impact, but you could see it with security. And I think that's, that's one of the things that I still to this day love about it. Yeah, that's 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 awesome it's it took you six years to really find cyber right mm-hmm. just about and and when people listen to this and you know we, we often talk about the people who are transitioning out right now or in the next year or two people that have been out for five or six years can still get into this right all it takes is just what you just described right there which is that passion that you know i'm having fun and they're paying me to do it shit i must be doing the right thing yep Yep. Right, I mean, that th- that's that's that that's essential. So, talk a little bit about, um, you know, your journey in cyber. So, you started firewalls, learning the technical aspects. What else did you get into? Um, so one of the things that I got into that I really liked, and and again, this was from um, the guy who I really consider him to be my mentor. Um, uh, he. Uh, basically was like, we're going to start doing B-Sides Columbus, which is a security conference. A lot of people that are listening to this have probably been to B-Sides or heard of B-Sides, and they they have them all over the place. Um, And uh, so he was like, yeah, we're going to put on B-Sides Columbus. So um, we started doing that, and that was where I saw a whole additional side of security, and that was the community aspect. 
um, you know, it becomes apparent to anybody that steps into security that it's a, it's a small community globally. Uh, people know each other um, to a, a, a degree that I would say is greater than other um, professional endeavors. Um, and B-Sides was really eye-opening for me in that regard. Uh, and, you know, introduced me to uh, um, DerbyCon as well, which was really the first convent security convention that I went to uh, down in uh, Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, <laughs> don't want to say that wrong. I know people take that one serious too, just like the Ohio State University. You know, but you, if you really want to take him off, just call it Louisville because that's oh. what it's spelled like. It, it is, but do not say it that way. Unless Louisville, you enjoy Kentu- being, enjoy being corrected. <laughs> I, I, it's, I wonder how many people are going to comment below and be like, that's not how you say it. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not how you say it, but it is how it's spelled. You are correct. I mean, you know, it's like enough. Like, I don't understand the G and the H. Like, put an F on there and make it easy for people. Like, do you know how hard it is for English, like people who are trying to learn English to understand that G, like, there's a silent G in words? I am blissfully unaware I was fortunate enough to learn English <laughs> as right. my first language. But, but I, I got to tell I you, as, as someone who's who's a linguist, right, like in a multilingual, like people will come up to me and be like, why do you write this in English this way? No other language does it. And I'm like, uh, you haven't studied Hebrew. Hebrew's pretty <laughs> jacked up. There's like letters in Hebrew that you don't even say that don't exist in a specific word, but it's only that word that they exist in every other word, but that one word. And you're like, why? Yeah. Very problematic. Extremely. <laughs> so talk a little bit about you, you, uh, a few years ago, you actually founded a cybersecurity company. What led to that? Um, it's something that I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, is uh, not not found my own security company, but uh, I've always wanted to own my own company. And, uh, you know, I found security to be a, a calling of sorts. So, you know, if you're passionate about something, um, it doesn't really matter what it is and you enjoy doing it. Uh, I don't know if I could recommend something better for anyone to do uh, on their own you know starting their own company so that's uh, that's what we did and uh, it kind of came about because as a sales engineer doing sales engineer stuff I found myself going to meetings and you'd see first of all it's a giant company that you're going to second of all there's like one competitor sitting in the waiting room with you and another competitor walking out of the meeting room <laughs> before you go in. And and it's kind of like, you know, y- you understand really quickly why you're there and, and it's got nothing to do with actually winning a, uh, any kind of bid or, or contract at the company. It's literally you're there to submit a, a bid so they can go, well, these guys said they would do it for this much, so what are you going to do for us? <laughs> yeah, that's that's always um, 
that's a very interesting way. That's the Walmart way of doing business. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I did my dissertation on Walmart. And, and that was one of those things where I was just like, their business practices are horrendous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I got to be honest, like a lot of companies were, they, they were not that uncouth. They would not schedule your, your meetings consecutively, but you know, it, it only took one time of that happening where I was like, what the heck, man? Like, yeah, that's like a sister that doesn't have like he's got a busy schedule. All right, for the next three hours, I want all my firewall meetings. All the firewall <laughs> vendors, bring them in one after the other. That's this yeah. three hour window. I don't want anything just, like George Steinbrenner from uh, from the Yankees from Seinfeld, right? Like, <laughs> you know, I don't want anything else. Just bring bring me these vendors and make them yep. sit in the waiting room and tell them all to wear their business shirts. <laughs> So Palo Alto and Checkpoint, we meet again, don't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, it, it was, you know, that was what kind of prompted me to look at, you know, the business of security in, in a different light. And uh, I sat there and thought to myself, like, we go to these same companies and we have these meetings and we submit, you know, RFPs or sometimes the sow and we don't, we don't really win. Meanwhile, how many companies that are in the medium and small space, uh, um, you know, 25 people, 150 people, and nobody's talking to them at all. You know, well, how many, that's 80% of our economy. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, 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 it's eighty percent of our economy is these small businesses. I mean, after and, COVID, that may have shrunk, but yeah, but it can't have shrunk that much. I mean, it's still. I don't know. I mean, have you seen the hospitality business? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Verticals that makes a big difference. Yeah. But uh, uh, I mean, that was that was kind of like, well, well, you know, why don't we? see what we can do for smaller and medium sized companies. And, uh, so that's what we set out to do. And it's, it's kind of funny because it's, it's like, as soon as we made that declaration, we started closing deals with just mammoth company, like international multinational <laughs> companies. I mean, it's, uh, we you know still have is. small clients. It's, it's but, Murphy's law. It's Murphy's law. <laughs> totally. Right? But but I think part of it also is that when you're in a young company and you're going after mammoth business, it takes you longer to win, and you don't have long to win, right? Right. right. Yeah. And so yeah. Um, I know a lot of small startups that are all trying to hit home runs, and I'm like, you know, the problem with you hitting a home run, which you're and, and landing a mammoth as your first customer is, you're not going to have a lot of customers after that one, because yeah. you're well, going to service that customer for months on end because you don't have the capabilities to do it. Yeah. You're 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 literally you're going whaling in a dinghy. Yeah, I mean, what what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, I got to tell you, your fish behind you is having a magnificent time. I he mean, it is, is in, going nuts. He is going abs one same loop, repeating that loop. He's been doing it for minutes, man. Those yeah. that are listening and not watching, go to YouTube right now. Pull up this episode. There's this fish there, and. 
it's looping around the other fish right now and it's just ticking the other fish off and it's like you're talking and i hear your see your mouth moving but that fish i'm like what's going through that she's like i want to be the star of this podcast it's yeah. me yeah he's he's showboating i believe he is he's very much showboating that is one smart fish that is one very smart fish there it goes it's looping and, again and he's staying on this half of the tank too there's a yeah. whole Side other half, of, half the of the tank over there yep <laughs> it's like look at me people love me all right yeah <laughs> um you founded a dark rhino security three years ago uh yeah 2017 april of 2017 mazel tov congratulations thank you, thank you. I wish you continued success. Um, people listening, support veteran-owned businesses. Um, you know, there, there's, there's, there's grace and patriotism in supporting veteran-owned businesses. I only buy my clothes now from veteran-owned businesses. I'm wearing my Grunt Style shirt right now for this podcast. Under that, I got a black T-shirt that's from a veteran-run company that they make black T-shirts. Yeah. Zero Foxtrot. Yep. Zero Foxtrot. Ranger yeah. up. Yeah. I've got all great it all, companies. Man. All yeah. great companies. Um, and so, um, you know, support veteran-owned businesses. I think it's funny because in the veteran, we have our own veteran economy as well. And it's 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 awesome. And I, and I love it. And so, um, Tyler, what's one thing you miss about your time in the service, man, as we wrap up your podcast? Um, You know, I... I, I'm guessing this is probably said a lot, but I think the one thing I miss is the camaraderie, you know, yeah. it's, uh, you know, I still hang out with, with veterans, um, you know, get together for lunch, uh, get together, smoke a cigar, have a, have a bourbon, but nothing, nothing comes close to literally waking up, working all day, eating, going to sleep, <laughs> Or well, not I, going to sleep so, and continuing so to work. I, I'm bringing that back. I'm bringing sexy back, okay? I know that's nice. like a 20-year-old statement, but <laughs> if, if you don't get it, then you don't belong in our meetup on November 30th. I'm kidding. I want everyone there. I'm bringing sexy back because on November 30th, 6 p.m. Eastern time, any veteran, any veteran, as long as you're a veteran, that's the only prequal. you got to be a veteran. Um, join us for a private Zoom meeting. We're all going to get together. We're going to spend an hour. Bring your favorite alcoholic or caffeinated beverage. Um, I'll have my uh, bourbon and cigar ready. My wife is going to kill me because I'm going to smoke inside the house. But I don't care. I'm going to rebel on November 30th. I hope she does not hear this podcast because it's going to be a week before and she's going to like be. She'll have a fire extinguisher midway through the Zoom. Um, Where'd Dave's go? <laughs> Dave, are you still with us, man? It's a varsity blue uh, whipped cream scene. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tyler, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, man. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. I really appreciate you sharing your story. I, I, you know, I wish we had more time. I know we'll 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 be able to spend a lot more time together. I've, I've in doing this, I've I've met thirty two new brothers and sisters in my in my life that now I've got to stay in touch with and and. and <laughs> And I'm like, okay, I can't mass email them. I can't mail chimp them all. So it's gonna require uh, it's it's gonna require some group messaging here. We may have to create our own Slack channel. Um, yeah, I like that idea. Slack channels are the best, man. 
Yeah, Slack or Discord. It just depends on what you want to share, right? Yeah, yeah. Like if we're going to go really bad, we should probably go to Discord. If we're yep. going to stay really HR friendly, we should go to Slack, right? That's a good like, point. That, that's, that's a good point. We'll, we'll ask on November 30th, and then we'll we'll, we'll make that decision, and, and I'll send everyone the, the, the link thereafter. Um, but we'll start kind of our own little resource channel as well uh, for veterans. Folks, thanks so much for tuning in again. November 30th, 6 p.m. If you're a veteran, even if you weren't featured on any of these shows, but you just want to come and hang out because you missed the brotherhood, you missed the camaraderie. I can't say that word for the life of me. Right, like it's a rough word for me to say. Like camaraderie. Everybody's com- got those. Camaraderie. Yeah. You sound like you're totally drunk when you say it. Right, like they're like com- yep. James. Are you drinking? No, I'm not drinking. And this is water. Water. This is water. I promise, it's water. Um, <laughs> but um, just so you guys know. Oh, and one more thing. While I've got everyone's attention, it is Black Friday. I Heart Dogs have these bracelets. Uh, they're two for thirty dollars, and they pair a veteran with a service dog. So veterans that are trying to recover from PTSD, these bracelets, if you get them, help give a veteran a dog um, so that they have a companion because a lot of people leave the service and they're alone. And Tyler just shared his story. So you can go get these. I order $100 worth of these every single month and then I ship them out to random people um, who I meet um, and I just give them away. So um, let's flood the market and support this cause. I heart dogs. I'll link them in the podcast description as well, folks. It's two for 30 bucks, but it, it's, it's a great cause. They pair, um, they pair, uh, they rescue dogs and then they pair them with veterans. So, um, it's a really cool cause. I try to find really cool causes, right? Beyond wounded warrior and, 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 and a bunch of others. But this one, mm-hmm. I, I felt like really does help because once you've got a dog, you know, it, it gives you a purpose to wake up in the morning. You, you don't get into that rut. Um, you got to walk the dog. You got to take care of the dog. It, it kind of re-energizes someone. All right, that's it, folks. Um, on behalf of Tyler's Bluefish, does it have a name? Nope, nope, not yet. No name. No we name. Name yet. it. Well, let's name it right now. All right. What do you what What do you think? Uh, I'm thinking we should name it. Um, I think we should name it like like Grunt. I think this is a Grunt guy, right? It's a show off. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, a show off. Yeah. It's a cocky jerk, yeah. Yeah, it's a cocky jerk. Look at him. It's just he he has not left the screen the entire podcast. Thirty two yeah. minutes. This fish has been doing circles. And and, and just just on screen. Yeah. Too, which is weird. Like I if, mean, if you're listening and you're not watching this and you haven't gone to YouTube and subscribed <laughs> to our channel to watch this, <laughs> you don't understand. For 32 minutes, this fish has been going in the same circle over and over again. It it barely leaves the frame. It just left the frame. It came right back. And I mean, this is that's half of the tank. There's a there's a whole other half over there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he sees himself on there, and he's like, "Check me out, man." Where's the ladies at? Bring me the ladies. <laughs> right. So grunt is what we're gonna name him, and you guys can go and suggest other names on our YouTube channel. And just comment below and Tyler and I will see it. And maybe we'll do a coronation ceremony naming the fish. Um, yeah. You know, um, yeah, yeah. Th- that'll be a lot of fun. All right. That's it for us here, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in, Tyler. Thank you again for being on the show. We're going to sign off now. Thanks, Until next time, guys, um, stay healthy. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your Black Friday. We'll be back with uh, another um, episode tomorrow and then on, sorry, on Sunday um, and then on 
Monday, we wrap this up with AJ Yon, and then at 6 p.m., we'll be over on Zoom with a veteran hangout to wrap up this month. Brian Lozado is over at HBO Max is going to be joining me. Chris Cochran, Hacker Valley Studios, is also going to be joining, as well as a lot of the great people that have been on the show and many others who couldn't be part of the show as well. So, y'all, tune in. It's going to be a great time. Until next time, folks, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Happy Thanksgiving, and God bless America. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends and colleagues and get all the latest information at cyberhubpodcast.com. 